Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Well, hello everyone. It's June, Friday, June 4th. Wow. May kind of flew on by, didn't it? Yeah, I got back to work. Um, I think getting back into the rhythm um, is taking a little bit, slowly learning how to do things. Some equipment's changed, some processes have changed, starting to slowly see patients face-to-face in the office. It's going all right. There's yeah, there's just a few things is that I'm working with a lot of people who are new to their positions. And when you've worked through 20 years and there's lots of new people, it makes it a little bit tough. I don't feel old some days. And then some days I feel like a fossil and, you know, trying to onboard everybody helping, you know, because they're not nurses, they're other positions, but it's hard. And they're all part of the treatment team. And yeah, so that's, That's the exhausting part by the end of the day. It's just like, yeah, so many new people, they have a lot to learn. They'll be good when they're fully trained, but it it seems to go like that. Like we get lots of new people at once and then a whole bunch of people quit over time and then we get lots of new people all at once. There's me and just a few other folk who have stayed for the duration. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that makes me feel old. So, yep, I had my birthday, speaking of old, at the end of May, and I got through it. Um, You know, birthdays in your 50s make you realize that retirement's closer than you think, and midlife is slowly becoming past, and (laughs) yeah, it was all right, though. I had a great day, and I've been just really enjoying the slowed down Zen feelings over the last month or so, and then trying to get my summer planning. We are, I'm going to visit the grandkids in July. Um, over Memorial Day weekend, my parents came up and my dad and my husband replaced a window in the garage. So it's, it's, a better window, it's more insulated, and now we can put an air conditioner out there so I can work out. My husband can too, it's his his gym too, can work out in there and it's not gonna be 100 degrees. Keeping the humidity out of the air is the biggest thing. We also did the Mackinac Alpena trip. Actually, we ran it the other way. We went from Alpena to Mackinac City and ending in the most populated area with tourists by the end of the day so it'd be slowed down a little bit and it was great it was you know it's more rural we were able to see all the things we wanted to see we saw freighters we saw mayflies yeah there were a few of those at the bridge and we saw all kinds of beautiful houses and quarries and just really was a good day we went to my favorite rock beach 
Got a picture of us there. I picked up a few more fossils, just a couple special ones. I don't need to have too many. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, is my mom ran into one of her um, friends that she hadn't talked to in years. And she's a quilter, so we all were part of a quilt group. So it was great to catch up and just accidentally, serendipitously run into people that we knew. So that made a great day. But then we're like, what do we want to do with the rest of the summer? My husband has a couple of Highland Game opportunities in Michigan and in the fall, possibly one in another state, maybe um, Indiana. And uh, but I told him, I said, what I really want to do is not spend all my travel time at Highland Games because I'm just to a point where sitting in a blistering hot day for 10 to 12 to 14 hours, I'm no, no joke, you're there that long. Um, I just... It doesn't appeal to me and I physically can't do it as easily as I did 10 years ago when he started this, when it was all fresh and new. So I think we're going to plan going somewhere for the 4th of July. At first we thought we would drive to Duluth, Minnesota, just because we've never been there and there's a chance you can see the freighters coming in the harbor there. But uh, hotels are too expensive. So I think we're going to do something else. We're researching opportunities to go see fireworks somewhere, maybe, um, Greenfield Village, if we can get a ticket. Not sure we can, um, because they're going fast, but they have the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. It sounds like all over the historic village. And then in the evening, they come together and play the 1812 Overture with fireworks. Now, I would absolutely love that. So fingers crossed, maybe the weather will be good and we can get a ticket. So lots of plans to try to slowly get out. I'm picking more outside venues just to kind of get used to being around people again. Um, so far it's going okay. It really is. Um, and so far getting out and not wearing masks as much is going okay. Um, yeah, I still have one in my purse if I need it, right? Uh, overall, that's been the... The vibe of what's been going on. But what have I been doing? Well, I did finish the basting 100 hexes in 100 days. Now, I got a little carried away. I made more than 100 hexes. Some weeks I did way more than one a day because you had a theme. And so Foxy Mama um, on Instagram was the host. And some weeks I had a lot of fabric and I was on a roll of fussy cutting like animals or sweet or seasons, things like that. If you want to check out some of the things that I did, it's on Instagram, Vicki L. Holloway quilting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So now I am starting to sew them together. I have about finished my bee hexagons that I sewed into flowers and then appliqued onto the navy blue and gold Swiss dot fabric for background. So that top should almost be completed. Maybe I can get that together over the next week or so. And then I, I was digging through my stuff and I do have a charm pack that I was working on a jewel shape. So rather than get too carried away with the 100 hexes, 100 days by sewing those together, because they're kind of random, um, not sure that they'll all go in a quilt. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be like a true grandmother's flower garden. That's kind of my thought, but I'm not 100% sure yet. So I'm going to work on hand stitching the jewel pieces together and 
then debate what I want to do with the hexagons. But I'm leaning toward a grandmother's flower garden. Now, the other thing that I have been working on is I have long-armed the oldest work in progress. It's not a UFO. It, it's done. I quilted it. It was a pineapple kit that I bought, and it was a foundation piece. Notice I didn't say paper, and that's why it stayed as a pieced quilt top for so long. It was done on a muslin foundation with the lines all printed for sewing there. Um, I was concerned about running it through my long arm because of so many stitches and the thickness. And I did have some trouble earlier on with the long arm of going through thick quilts and appliques. But then I started doing t-shirt quilts and I kind of figured out a few little things about how to adjust my speed as a free motion quilt. And I did all over swirls and it's done. It was really a beautiful quilt. I take a lot of these quilts to work and hang them on the door. It's a metal door and I have magnetic clips and I also put them on the back of my couch or as table runners um, to protect the table from scratches or water. So uh, little quilts I think are instant gratification projects and I really uh, enjoy making smaller ones. And the other part is, you know, who's got money to do a hundred queen size quilts all the time and then how do you store them, right? So right now I'm working on smaller quilt projects. So I was just excited. I got that done. And since I completed that quilt top, that officially means that I have all the UFOs and quilts that I have sewn are done. The slate is wiped clean. Yes, the birds are outside singing and celebrating with me. I had gone through... Uh, there's a UFO in there that I'm going to cut up into a purse. And then there's another quilt top that was given to me that's not finished. And I found some other pieces to it. And I may finish that. And there is another quilt top that was abandoned by my mom here. <laughs> it's upstairs. And I'm not sure if I want to quilt it or if I want to cut it up and make purses with it. So I'm going to have to think about what I want to do with those, but they're not mine. And so I, if I feel, you know, they sit around for a while, I'm not going to feel bad if they don't get finished. And I think there's another, I got to look around, but there's one quilt that I put somewhere, a quilt top that I made and um, I was pulling the papers off the back and it's mine and it's supposed to go on the back of my couch. I just thought of that. Where is that quilt? It was in a stack where I store quilts before. So I may have lied. I may have one more to do. Better look for it and start pulling papers. See, that's the thing. I, when you're a crafter, quilter, long armor, man, you've got things and nooks and crannies everywhere in your house and there's not enough space for all of them to be stored in one space. So that's my goal is to try to weed out the things and the projects I'm really going to do, really going to keep. And I still have some of my inherited stash that I have been separating out to my quilter friends and family. And I really want to thin down um, that room to be a more manageable and creative space. Now, it's better. It still has a lot of totes in it that have fabric, which is fine. I just need to make it to where it doesn't feel like it's out of control. Because it's, it's 
almost out of control, but not quite. Overall, I have no big plans for quilting and quilting projects. I have the Dear Jane and I have this Irish chain quilt. And so my thought was to do a mashup because I've kind of lost spark on both of them. The Dear Jane, I started in the pandemic and part of me wants to wrap it up because I started it in the pandemic and I don't know if I want to keep going with it. It's really hard and I'm not getting a lot of joy out of it. Um, it's a beautiful quilt. It's going to be um, pretty, but I'm not 100% sure that it really goes with the Irish chain that I started. And I think it's too busy. But I don't know. I want to think about it. At first I thought it was a great idea and I started cutting down the Irish chain and I didn't do a whole lot of them just to try to see when I, how I felt about it. I've got plenty of fabric if I'm going to finish the Irish chain. So right now I think that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the Irish chain a little bit bigger and then I'm going to do something with the Dear Jane and do what they used to call when the Dear Jane book first came out was make baby Janes, which means you're going to make a smaller version of this mother quilt. And I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I've been given us a couple of really good ideas of what to do, but I can always go back to this um, quilt that I made last year, which was using orphan blocks and just blocks in general. And that's the circle quilt layout by Quilting Jet Girl. And I may do that. And I use the smaller quilts and quilt blocks in the middle. And then I put larger quilt blocks around the outside. Or I may just do a variation of that particular quilt. So that's where I'm at with quilting, you know, thinking. And I just like working on these smaller, almost instant gratification projects right now. And I have no customer quilts, which is making me happy. I, I'm just, right now, I just don't need the pressure of it. I feel like I'm kind of healing, you know, after the year and a half of lockdown and trying to get back into the rhythm of things. But I do have two of my mom's quilts to do. Um, she came up for a memorial and didn't want to spend time long arming it and we visited and we did our little trips and things like that and she brought a red white, red white and blue quilt and then last year she had left a tulip pink star quilt and they're not huge so I should be able to knock those out pretty quick and what I like is she wants all over swirls woohoo nothing heavy custom and I can just get them done and keep practicing on my long arm skills without having to feel like this intense um, pressure of getting things done. And so that's, that's uh, the long arming department. The other thing that I have to say is that while my mom was here, I walked a lot. And then that's my goal right now is getting steps in because um, the last week or so, my husband's been cleaning and reorganizing the gym. So it's not some place where I can work out. So in my um, new planner, I'm trying to do these bullet journal pages and I did something real simple. It had 30 squares in there and put step up. So I can't break 2000 steps a day yet. 
my legs and my body and my time don't always allow it, but I'm getting closer. Want to get a few thousand steps in every day. So while my mom was here, we walked in across the street. You may see on social media, a view from my porch or a view from my window is literally a diagonal, you know, like if you were jaywalking, is the old cathedral. It's a brick building that was, the ground was broke, I believe about 1900. Now I can't remember. I have a picture with all the details that they had inside. But a miracle happened. This spring, it was purchased by a group of people and they are restoring it. They put a new roof on it. Before I went back to work, it was started and that roof is completed. While I was um, sitting in my office the last couple days in my home, I heard them ringing the bell and then I looked out yesterday and I do believe they have someone that's going to look at the bell and restore the bell. It's in the cathedral tower and they're also going to do events in this as soon as it's ready. The inside was open for a rare glimpse on the inside for an open house. So my mom and I went over there and then my dad took a break and went over. All of the stations of the cross were restored where they were supposed to be and they did not repaint them. They took all those out because for a while when I want to say in the earlier 2000s, they used this as the cathedral players, which is the a high school, the, the Catholic school's playgroup. You know, what not playgroup, what do you say? Theater, drama, you know, as in they put on plays. And they did quite a few there. My dad actually uh, was a photographer and was one of his many jobs. And he took a lot of photos. He said, but what was sad is when they did that, they took out all of the things that made it a church so that it would be more of a theater. So they still had the stage built around the altar like a theater. And I think that their plan is to continue to have music groups and probably small plays and things like that. But they restored the altar to having all of the beautiful, beautiful things. Um, I just don't know much about that religion. Um, I'm a Protestant by my life and so to go in and see the beautiful building though the ceiling was still painted they said that the paint in there was done in the 50s but they don't it's lost to history who did it so it was gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so i love seeing that church being used by the community um people going in and out because sitting from my front porch, you can see that it was getting a little more sad and a little more decrepit. And they only opened it a couple times a year for religious holidays because it's not owned by the church anymore. It's owned by the um, this historic society, this group. And right next to it was the rectory. That has been bought by an attorney and he has a three-story office in there. That, that building's beautiful too. So it verified, though, when I was over there, all of the things that the 90, she was 90, 95 when she passed, the lady who lived in this house, my house, growing up, and she said that a group of a couple of families had farms here, and this was a farmhouse, and that the, her family donated the land behind the house to the church for their school and the cathedral. And that's all true. That was all 
there in the documents. And what's super interesting is that this church is rooted in Polish history. And so I was able to talk to the two people whose parents were some of the first you know, grandparents and parents, some of the first immigrants to our area. And our area is rich and steeped in community of people who came from Poland via Detroit sometimes, sometimes directly here. And so it was super cool. So one of my teachers from school was there and giving me all this information and they had all kinds of documents. Now I find this stuff fascinating. And I asked her, I said, now, is it true? Why were the Polish people encouraged to come up here and they established many communities in Northern Michigan? Well, it had to do with the overcrowding in Detroit and free land. If you came up North and you lived here long enough, your land was yours. And that's why many of them came up north. Unfortunately, the land up here isn't rich enough to grow many crops, but some do. Some farm um, potatoes is a big crop here as well as, you know, doing hay and other um, beans, but not much. That's downstate where the soil is richer. There are a lot of people had cattle and dairy. So it's super fun. I had so much fun learning and seeing the inside of that building. I had only been in there once for a Christmas concert when I played in the orchestra, hmm, probably 15 years ago. I have to say I love history. I love looking at these old buildings. Um, not every building can be restored. Like even this house, at some point, uh, you have to choose to keep it livable and keep it modern and something that you can live a modern life in or do you want to restore it to the way it was and keeping it original well this house had too many renters in it before us and so it's been put in a modern living as much as possible with the old house um, touches that have been kept like we did keep the original woodwork with the original five panel doors. It's not fancy, it's pine. It was done as a farmhouse for immigrants who didn't have much money, but when they got money, they built this simple, humble home. And it just touches my heart because everyone around me, when I run into it in the community to say, hey, I live in a hundred year old house and it used to be a farm. They said, no, it wasn't. That's not true. You don't know what you're talking about. Literally, I've about blown my stack. But when I walked into that church and I saw all of the truth with the pictures that behind the church was nothing but cattle and dairy, I'm like, yep, this really was the house that Reggie said it was. And Reggie was the name of the lady who grew up here. So that was my redemption story. (laughs) I know that I know what we were told. And my mom had even more stories from our lady, Reggie, that she used to go over to the cathedral every day at 6 a.m. to play the organ for the cathedral when it was open for mass. And so every day she went over there and the roof has been done a couple times. It's a very tall kind of Gothic style church and the storms over the years have wrecked the roof. Well, there was one time when she went over there that the 
bell had fallen from the tower in a horrible storm. And so that tower has been repaired and shortened over years. And the Gothic um, gargoyles that were on the tower were removed and spires put on, you know, little pokey spires versus, um, you know, gargoyles. So my dad has all kinds of historic photos and they, they had some of them. They're going to talk to my parents if they want more. So that was super fun. Now I have to decide on what I want to do with my property this weekend. My husband's going to a Highland Games, the first one in almost two years, um, because he had an injury the summer before the pandemic. And I think I'm going to go prep the little space beside the planted perennial bed. And we are going to do the wildflower garden because you're not going to believe this. I want to say a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, it was 40 degrees was the high. And it was still getting cold at night. Over Memorial Day weekend, it started to warm up, but we still had a couple of really cold nights. So we didn't plant those seeds because there has to be no freeze and frost warning. But this week, it really warmed up and it is going to be 85 is the high today. I know. Can you imagine 40 to 85? That's my town for you. <laughs> Life on the 45th parallel. You go from winter to summer. That's typically in spring is a quick fleeting two-day thing. All of my tulips grew. They bloomed. Now we're on irises. The garden is filling in nicely. I have done one big round, two big rounds of weeding and I have most of the grass out of the perennial bed, but the wildflower is going to be great. It's a mix for this area. It's going to have tons of different flowers and hopefully by they will be blooming when my perennial bed is done. And it will also keep the soil from eroding in that part of the yard because the grass hasn't grown very well ever, ever. I don't know that maybe the cow barn stood there. Who knows? But I think the wildflower mix will go well. And I also have a big mountain of thinned out perennials from last year that's growing. And I still have to move those rocks over there. And so I'm just going to do a little at a time. But I know summer is here because it's warmed up. We went to the storage unit. My metal chairs are back on the little limestone patio that my husband put in the backyard. I can sit out there, do these things a little at a time. And since he's going to be gone all day tomorrow, I'm going to just peck away at it. Have a little bit of music out there, have my water and iced tea. And it's just going to be a day of doing a little, observing the birds and enjoying nature, getting in touch with my need to be outside. But I have a beautiful little spot right here. I don't think I'm going to drive around or anything. Gas is too expensive. So <clears throat> for the Art of Creative Soul segment, my sister has also been working on her yard and garden and putting up her um, new pool, and that's up and ready to roll. Um, she hasn't been doing as much in the creative department, except for she reorganized her kitchen and where an old dishwasher was taking up valuable counter space, and it's just her and her husband. And the dishwasher didn't work. It just, it, she lives in another 100-year-old house. And so she, she opted for more storage versus trying to fix the plumbing in that little segment and get the dishwasher running again. 
And she made a pot rack and it's gorgeous. It's made out of recycled and upcycled materials. And she has all her pots and pans right by the stove with an easy reach. Um, I should, I think she's going to send me a picture of it. We'll put that on uh, our creative souls on Instagram. I have been working not only on the garden and thinning out the decluttering say, stage of my house. I had the cricket. And I got it out the other day, dusted it off, and decided that since I have this new silk and sonder, I didn't, I had a bunch of stickers and I have been using them, but I wanted to make my own. I've seen everybody making stickers and I have a valuable resource if I need help, um, who she said she'd teach me more, but I've been watching YouTube and doing projects. I think I've learned how to make stickers. Now, every once in a while, like yesterday, I tried to print a sheet and there was a miscut. It didn't work at all um, because the cutting, uh, you print it first and then you cut it. <clears throat> the Cricut cut through the stickers that I printed, but I made a mistake. So I have to figure out what that is. And I think every once in a while when I read it, uh, yeah, people go, that's a problem. And it just, I think the program goes wacky and it j you just have a page that doesn't cut properly. But I've been learning. And what's super great, people, is if you have a Cricut that you can do print and cut on, which most of them do, there's a ton of free stickers out there. I printed, I, I printed, I downloaded a Harry Potter theme um, stickers. I downloaded a um, crafting theme, mom theme, all kinds of stuff. So I don't have to do a lot of designing. Um, they're free. They're out there. They're already formatted and you can just print them and load it in your program and it will cut them perfectly. They are great. I um, learned a lot by doing those kind. And what I like is those are perfect and not risky at wasting um, the vinyls expensive. But I do have a logo and I print and cut the logo and it did pretty well, except my ink blobbed all over the circle logo. But I'm going to keep working on it because I just want to have logos on a couple pages when I'm working on um, the next podcast in my journal and jotting out down ideas. I thought it'd be super fun to have a little tiny sticker on there with my logo to jazz up my my journal. And what's super interesting about all this is the themes come monthly for this journal. So last month it was creativity and this month is play. And so there's some really good um, exercises in this Silk and Sonder journal. And so the theme is play and what does it mean to you? And I had to really think about it. You know, I had to, I used to, my sister used to always say, you have to get in touch with your inner child when you're creating. And I didn't understand what that meant, but it, a definition has definitely kind of been distilled out over the last couple of years. And it's not that you're becoming a child and doing childish things that are silly or a waste of time, but it's really more of going back to having that exuberance that I had when I was a child and this open mind of soaking in everything about it so you can learn and do this project or experience this with the excitement and innocence of a child. And that really has helped with a lot of these creative projects that are making or even stickers. People are 
What are you going to use the stickers for? What's the point? Why do you want to invest in learning how to do this? I don't know, because I want to, right? (laughs) Just because I want to. And I think it helps me in my art journal, as well as this journal planner that I have. Um, You can use them as bullet points. You can use them as a theme. And I still doodle and zentangle all over everything. And I'm still doing that. But it just makes it a more fun way to keep things going and in this journal and not give up on the planning or lose that as a ritual that I do every month. And I have really ingrained my daily rituals at becoming more mindful about the journal, the morning coffee routine, as well as working on things even at work. I have a few rituals that I've developed for taking breaks and going for walks and breathing deeply and looking at all of the plants in the hallway and checking on them and make sure they're watered and just, you know, we have to do these things to put rhythm and flow to our day. And ultimately, it gives the day, I think, structure, but also helps you find your purpose while you're doing things. And then balance all that hard adulting stuff out with play and having fun and doing things that may be considered silly or childish. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at my list here and I just wanted to put that I have finished so much, including putting the leaves and stems and buttons on my little fruit coasters that are Minky Kim's pattern. And the last thing in the ritual part is I did get a French press for my birthday. Oh my goodness. Did you hear me sing? Yes. I love that. No bitterness in the coffee. It's phenomenal. I'm learning that you can kind of customize what kind of coffee you want, how strong you want it. You can steep it for a longer time. I've got the electric kettle to boil water in and make it super hot and it's a consistent temperature. Love it. It's a cute little copper and glass French press and super adorable. The copper makes it look very old world. And I just have your regular kettle with a white plastic insulation around it so I don't burn myself. But I like it. It boils fast. And I'm going to take the old on its way out uh, K-cup machine just for its boiling capacities to work today so I can easily boil water in my office and not have to go down to the microwave and microwave a cup, which I've had them explode on me before and I don't want to do that. I might even take though what's left of the K-cups and put them out in the public. Hey, whoever wants to use these may use these or take them corner of the table at the office because other people are slowly coming in. But I cannot sing the praises of a French press any more than that. It's fabulous. It is worth the hype, I think, um, but it does take a little bit longer in the morning. But hey, that's part of the morning ritual. And it's my one cup of coffee that I drink a day. And I make it incredibly special. Now I'm using a Tim Hortons um, French press ground bean. I don't have a coffee grinder. That may be the next, but I'm not so sure. We'll see. I might. I might try it. But finding um, coarse ground coffee in town has not worked yet. So I'm probably just going to order it on Amazon like I have been. 
and I do love the French press coffee. So overall, this has been a great couple of weeks. Had a great holiday weekend. The birthday was good. Did my annual trek from Gaylord to Alpena to Mackinac City and saw all the things. I've been on a few nature rides. We we have seen elk and all kinds of birds. And I have not seen a bear yet, but I'm still on the lookout. That's my two goals over the next thing is I want to see a bear and I want to see the northern lights. I'm going to have to stay up past 10 o'clock, I think, for the northern lights. Um, I'm going to start watching the sky report because I have great viewing places around here to go look at comets and other things that are coming into the sky. So that's a fun childlike summer thing to do that I still enjoy as an adult. And I'm going to just slow it down a bit and enjoy this time of creating things that I want to create just kind of off the cuff. Stickers are my thing right now with the Cricut. I am going to also start purchasing and making some more miniature dioramas. I have one made. So if you have never seen the YouTube channel Nerd Forge, F-O-R-G-E, I've been bitten by the bug. She does all things like fantasy, like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and cosplay and video game fantasy. Um, she's done leather armor and book binding and she's an artist and went to school, but her dioramas and bookshelf book nooks, she calls them. If you're into that, totally. I want to make a Harry Potter inspired one, Lord of the Rings inspired book nook, but I'm starting with what I have and they're a little bit larger. I had an old lantern, uh, a tin metal one, aluminum one that was punched out and I put a Christmas scene inside it. I found an old tin that had an opening in the front where it showed the stationery. That's how old it is where we would buy stationery and write people. Mm -hmm. I had some of that. I saved the tin because it had a fairy on it and I really liked it. And I'm going to put like fairy garden props inside and need to buy moss and things. So that's another thing. I want to go to Dollar Tree and look for fairy garden pieces to go in that tin in the little window. And I'm building up to using my Cricut to help cut out the pieces for my book nook. That's the goal. I've been bitten by the diorama bug. Miniatures. I've always loved miniatures. You know I love miniatures. That's why I love fairy gardens so much. It's a way of bringing that fairy garden idea into a magical place in my house. And um, it'll look like a book that you open up the edge and peer in. And it will have lights. And mm, my husband will even help me. I'm pretty excited. So yes, that's my thing is to start collecting the materials to start working on my own diorama. So what have you been up to? Have you been enjoying your spring summer? Are you in boiling hot heat? We are in bright sunny days and not much rain right now. And it's been absolutely wonderful. You can find me at mycreativecorner3.com. If you want to leave a comment about the podcast, you can find show notes there also. 
I have a Kofi account if you'd like to buy me a virtual cup of coffee to support the podcast because you know I love the coffee and I'm going to be buying coarse ground coffee <laughs> for my French press. I also have um, Etsy. You can buy me a virtual cup of coffee there and you can find all of those links on the website. So please leave me a comment. Let me know what you're up to. If you want to see some of the quilts that I've done recently, I did a YouTube video this week called Quilt Show, Recent Quilts Off the Frame. And it shows all of the quilts that I've long-armed this winter and spring with a little story behind it. And you can find that on my channel, which is Vicki Holloway. I do have a post on my website about that so you can click through if finding things on YouTube is hard for you, which it is for me sometimes. So have a great week. Let me know what you're up to. Let me know if you're taking a little hiatus from quilting and doing other crafts because um, that's about where I'm at. Just a little hiatus. I'm more into the quilting part and the piecing part. I just need a break on right now. Might even do a whole cloth quilt again. We'll see. So have a wonderful week, everyone. Be creative and quilt on. <laughs>